It's time now for the Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. To phone in, call 237-3767, 1-888-458-6926, or you can text short code to 35278 I, I, uh, I didn't ask. Uh, I imagine the uh, the storm that blew through. You missed oh, that yesterday. Um, I was having uh, kind of an early bite to eat with my family. I was going to go uh, uh, cover a Legion baseball game that sure. eventually got rained out out uh, out in Castleton. They're going to try that Sunday, so I I was going to eat before I took off and. Yeah, it was a little about four, four fifteen. We were, uh, or no, and we saw, we kind of saw the weather coming in. And we were about ready to go a few minutes later, and we saw it pouring. And thought, we'll wait a few more minutes here. We'll have a, we'll, we'll have some more chips and salsa here before we'll we uh, take off. In the house and, uh, yeah, we, so. I heard uh, uh, when I was uh, yesterday afternoon, I was sitting in Lincoln. It was a you know humid, humid, eighty eight and warm. But then you know, yeah, back here in Fargo, uh, by the Red Hawk staffer uh, Jess texts me and she goes, "It is raining cats and dogs mm-hmm. here at Fargo." So. How long did it? How long did, was it? A brief one, or was it? A, it came a through hitter? fairly quick, but it did. Uh, I guess threw some hail down uh, by Mapleton and some in parts of the metro here, and then kind of went into Lakes Country, and I think Otter there was parts of Ottertail County that got hit. Wow, fairly hard. I mean, it it moved fairly quick, but uh, it uh, it it did some. It did did its work. Uh, the uh, by the way, you heard the text there three five two seven zero. We're not even going to wait. If you want a pair of tickets for Shine Down, text. Uh, Shine to three five two seven zero. The concert's tonight, correct, Brad? Ah, uh, yes. At the at the uh, fair, probably around eight or so. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know, you know Brad, because he's the Morgan Freeman, he knows how to get things. <laughs> Hope is a good thing. <laughs> Maybe yeah, the best well, of yeah, things. The, the boss dropped a few off. <laughs> oh, is that he, how that yeah, works? The boss yeah. dropped a few off. Like, he goes, he goes, he wants some. I said, yeah, we'll give him, we'll give him. I, I like when the boss comes downstairs and you can already see the tickets in the hands, and all you think is like. I wonder what that's for, yeah. and then brings it in. So if you want to see Shine Down tonight, uh, we've got a pair that uh, that, that we're not using. Yep, and, uh, they're uh, for you. Yep, if you can pick them up by five here at the uh, at the station, we'll make that. Uh, yeah, make that's that the key. Like if you're if you're if you're in Southern Manitoba, well, you probably still have time to get here. But if, if you're in uh, Western Saskatchewan, thanks for listening. <laughs> probably not going to be able to pick the tickets up. You're in uh, Bismarck, and you can maybe leave at one thirty. Might or two. be might be able to get there. We can make it. We can make it happen. Uh, so uh, text shine to three five two seven zero, and we'll we'll draw a winner and contact you. And as Brad mentioned, yeah, obviously you're going to have to be able to get to our studios at ten twenty South Twenty Fifth Street uh, in you know decent time uh, before we <clears throat> close the front doors. Radio never closes though. We're twenty four seven. Uh, but the front door does at times. So text shine to three five two seven zero, and we can uh, we uh, we got a pair for you to to see shine down. Good band, Florida band, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, from that uh, from down Florida. But hey, the, the fair has been knocking out some concerts. And then I was just driving, got in on an all night drive, and uh, uh, the next day is always weird because you feel like the day hasn't ended from Thursday. So I was on Main it's, Avenue. It's kind of bleeding over. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of bleeding through. I was on Main Avenue, and I'm like. What is with the traffic? Boy, Fargo Morton, have we really gotten that? I mean, is it so big that, oh, the street fair's on. 
<laughs> you know, it's right. like, oh, I see. Got a little congestion. Uh, everybody's going to eat uh, turkey I legs and that, ice cream. Uh, there. This is very encouraging, actually, because you have so you got the final weekend of the fair in West Fargo, the yes. River Valley Fair, and they've had good numbers out there, which is great. Got the street fair. Yeah. Uh, Horse Park starts uh, racing uh, this weekend, first Cl- of three weekends. Clydesdales are, I think, are in town as well. Yeah, yeah they, they, were, they were in West Fargo the other day. Um, so there's a lot of, I mean, that's just, you got the Clay County Fair, and I mean, there's just, it's just great. I mean, there's no really shortage of it. things to do if you if you're, if you don't want to wander too far from home. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we got, we got the, what, the USA Wrestling Tournament, I believe, is on uh, at the Dome. Have to look at the dates on that, but uh, a lot of great events going on. The uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, you're exactly yeah. It's almost like the baton has passed from uh, from fair to fair to fair to fair, uh, getting it done. Corey Provis is Friday piece. Uh, Corey's even uh, you know it's 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 the way every year around this time takes a little bit of time off from the series, and and and, and he and Brad uh, sit down and chat a little Twins baseball today. The Twins start. We call it the second half, but it, it, technically not, but we call it the second half. Uh, Oakland tonight and then uh, Ford Seattle before returning home. So this is kind of, you know, how big is it? I, I, I It's large. I mean, you're trying to win games and win series. You know, teams are going to swoon uh, still in the second half too, but you just hope you can avoid those for Minnesota. And uh, they're in Oakland uh, coming up tonight. Speaking of which, uh, on top of texting Shine if you want to win those uh, Shine Down tickets today, and again, that text is three five two seven zero. I, I, what's what's a um, what's either a, what's a fair food or a um, like a street fair food that that you you only eat at the fair at the at you know what I'm saying? Event, like yes. you would never like you would you wouldn't turn to the missus and say, "Honey, I'm going to whip up a couple of." Blanks, you know, like what, what, you know, like sitting watching a, a Twins game or something. What is it? What is a food that literally you're, you're probably only, only eating there? You're not going to make that at home. You know, you're not going to cook a, a batch of turkey legs for Rachel. Maybe yeah. what? I don't know. Yeah, uh, cheese curds, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Although you, I think you could buy those and throw them in the air fryer. You get the air fryer that. that it's like first team yeah, all and state I, and in I your family. Yeah, yeah, and we have we don't use it enough as we should. I think. Uh, so that just crossed my mind as I was driving down uh, past downtown Fargo and food and like what's what's a food that you would eat at a fair that you just you're not going to whip that up at home at any time. Uh, I don't know. Uh, food for thought. No pun intended. The Red Hawks last night. Uh, nice series win. You know, and I and I have a, a list of all the the Red Hawks hadn't won a series. I uh, have to go back to like third week in June. Third week, you know, it was a Gary was series. Gary, yeah. They, yeah, they swept them. Yeah. And they dropped four series in a row, and that's uh, and and still maintained a, a, a position high in the West, which which tells you how solid that they, they are, even though they they salvaged some. So last night was one of those games where you'd really like to win a series again and get back, you know, and 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 feel good in doing so. And boy, did they ever! And it is uh, it's funny what it, during any sport, football, maybe it's a maybe it's a punt return, you know, that that jump starts you, you know, whatever. Basketball, maybe it's just a, you know, a banked three that that goes in and, yep. and starts something. And in baseball, it's not it's not any different to that. And I, I think yesterday, last night in Lincoln, boy, Manny or Leo Pini had a big, big double off the base of the center field wall early, uh, second inning, and uh, then with two outs, Sam Dexter gets down, no balls, two strikes. And you're thinking, well, you know, that's going to be tough. Going to have to next inning. And the pitcher makes a mistake, 
and Dexter drills a two-run home run on an 0-2 pitch. And now it's two nothing. And then BJ Lopez comes out and starts the next inning with a with a moonshot to start the inning. And I'm thinking, and then then they put up seven, including a grand slam by the newest Red Hawk, Scott Schreiber, uh, last night, and a seven run fourth. And before you could blink, Brad, it's ten nothing. And I'm thinking, going back to that O2 pitch that was knocked out of the park, it mm-hmm. almost felt like that kind of turned a little bit of something on. You know what I mean? It, it, it's funny how that works. Yep. Uh, that's good to see is looking through the box score. You got five guys with multiple hits. And mm-hmm. Dexter had a big night, and uh, they, uh, you and I were talking before the show. They got something here with Schreiber, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, he's a, uh, you know, played four years at, at Nebraska, and uh, fans, if you come out to Newman Outdoor Field this weekend, you're going to see uh, Scotty. He's a uh, four years in Nebraska. After his third year, was drafted by the Rays. Not uncommon, but you know, a lot of these guys then they don't sign, and you know, they improve their status as they stay in school. Many, and uh, then played his senior year in Nebraska, and then was taken by the ninth round in the in the ninth round by Houston and the Astros. So he's been in the Astros organization, and and a firm performer. At the AA level in Corpus Christi in the in the uh, Texas League and and uh, the Red Hawks ink him up and, and sign him and boy he's got calves the size of fire hydrants I said he's just a strong he's a strong he, imagine what a what a corn husker looks like you know and he's mm-hmm. a uh, strong guy and boy he I, I was talking to Anthony Renz I said you know some of these guys the ball just comes off their bat a little different sounds a little different sounds a little different yep. it's got a little more you know. And uh, it took about one swing to go, okay, ball comes off his bat a little different. So he homers in Tuesday night in his first game as a Red Hawk. Hadn't swung or hadn't played in three weeks. Uh, homers in his first game, and then yesterday he hit a foul ball that I swear was headed to Pinnacle Bank Arena down the right field line of ball territory. <laughs> so he, he hits a grand slam foul, you know, and, and, the, and the whole Lincoln crowd's like, glad that didn't go out. Two pitches later, boom, hits a grand <laughs> It's another one this time to right center, grand slam home run, and I'm thinking, oh, this guy's going to play well at Newman Outdoor Field because he's got oppo power. He's right-handed. He's yep. got oppo power, yep. and he can and he can pull the ball out. So, nice. uh, yeah, that's a, it's a good sign and a good win. And and three games before the uh, the American Association All Star break, and so maybe Fargo Moorhead can can. Uh, Sioux City's not going to roll over, and plus the Red Hawks got to face Solomon Bates this series. And Red, you you familiar with the standings and the numbers? He is just, you know, he's just off the charts. He's just one of those pitchers that has been really tough. So one of these games are going to have to face probably the league's best. And Kevin McGovern yesterday picked up another win. So just yeah, adds to his total. He hadn't won in about three weeks. Yeah, though. he'd fallen upon some tough times. He 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 fell in a one nothing game in yep. Cleburne. That's right. And then he faced Kansas City and gave up a couple early, but then stay, maintained. But the Red Hawks couldn't score any runs. So uh, the fact that that and I don't know if this is necessarily the, the twin story. I think part of it is, but uh, uh, Kevin just hadn't gotten any run support. Yep. You know, just a couple of runs uh, in his last two starts, and then of course last night it was ten nothing after four innings. So <laughs> just to space that out. Yep. And- yeah, yeah. Even even not much like life. All right, so Texter says, we got a few of them here. Oh, uh, what you wouldn't make it, what yeah. you only eat at the fair. Cotton, or the st- cotton candy. That's a great answer. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a correct answer. If you have a cotton candy machine at the Anderson house, you're wealthy. You're, you're really, you're really, you've got some discretion. <laughs> well, I have, uh, we have one in the house that would, uh, is a cotton candy fan, so we have to, uh, oh. in our, in our events that we go to. Oh. 
Daddy, can I have cotton candy? And sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. Let, let me ask you this. Yes. They don't sell cotton candy machines, do they? I mean, uh, for, for like the, the normal humans? I don't think. They probably have like an industrial one, but I mean, I don't know if that's fitting in the house. Good question. <laughs> that, uh, that's a great Mini answer. donuts. We had mini donuts at the fair last Saturday. Yeah, and you're I, not I, making them at home. That's no, right. That's a good call. I forgot. I forgot how good those things are. Um, let's see here. Fair food, deep fat fried Twinkies and Oreos. <laughs> Um, that's true. What you making, Ma? <laughs> oh, just some deep fat fried Twinkies. You know, I had this bag of Oreos and I got the deep fat fryer and I just I figured, thought I'd put two and two together. We just put your dad's uh, beef tongue in there. We thought <laughs> we still got some juice left in there. Let's drop, <laughs> drop a couple of Oreos. I have two votes for funnel cakes and Jason texts and he goes, seriously, who's whipping up a funnel cake in their kitchen? And to that point, Jason, thank you for texting 35270. Last night, mid-game, you know, and it's kind of, it's a blowout, so I, you're, you're, you're weaving in, as you have to do. You weave in baseball, throw a story, weave in, talk about environment, weave in, look to what's coming up at the front window, weave in baseball. You know, this is baseball play-by-play, you know, you're doing all that. And I look down below me at Haymarket Park about, you know, minutes after Dixie, my friend who's got a farmland in, in, in Gackle or when growing up, she brings me two more cheeseburgers, and I'm thinking, Brad, I seriously have set a record for the most cheeseburgers eaten <laughs> in Lincoln, and they're really good. They're yeah. just good. Uh, but anyway, I look down below me, and I look down at this kid with his parents, and on his lap, he's got this plate. And I'm thinking, are they serving walleye at Lincoln with powdered sugar? I'm like, wait a minute. That's, not, wait that's a minute. not. But it looked like like walleye strips or oh, crappie strips. And I really? thought, if that's the case, this is my now my new favorite concessionary uh, stadium. And it turns out, so I was on the air doing this last night. I'm getting messages like DMs on my Facebook private messages and yep. any how anybody can get a hold of Jack. You know, the, the, and finally a couple of guys texted in and said, uh, Jack, not knowing, it sounds like the young man's got a funnel cake. And I'm funnel like, cake. That's what it is. Uh-huh. That's what it is. Yeah, I've you're never, not making those at home. No, and that's got to be one where, because there's certain things, like, when, especially if you're in, like, a fair environment, if you're like, hot, it's pavement, there's just stuff you don't want to eat. Right. You know? Right, yeah. I don't think funnel cake would probably <laughs> fall in line with that. <laughs> it looked good, but I got to tell you, I don't think anybody has funnel cake without powdered sugar. Cause that kid, kid looked like a scene out of you Scarface. You better not. Yeah. Looked like Tony Montana's desk in Scarface. <laughs> Scarface, just down low. That was uh, awesome. Yeah, those are good responses yeah, at 35270. So well done so far. So thank uh, you. Fire those in. I got a quick question, too. Um, should programs be grandfathered in as to not have to suffer fines and penalties due to the changing landscape of, uh, of dollars in the NCAA? You see the story on the Tennessee football program. They've avoided a bowl ban, uh, and they've been fined more than eight million dollars uh, by the by the uh, you know committee on infractions uh, that that uh, was announced today. The punishment for Tennessee volunteers was announced today. Now, <clears throat> granted, Brad, they they the, the committee found more than two hundred two hundred individual infractions. Yikes! That's a that is a, a big one. But they're going to avoid a bull van. But the, you know, five years probation, fined eight million dollars, a lot of other financial penalties, and of course, what goes along with these are you know reduction of scholarships. You know, because if you self impose, it, it's almost like in a court case, it's almost like if you plead to a lesser, if you plead, you know, if you if you plead or, or the admission reduces the. 
you know, the prison time, so to speak, from an individual aspect. That's how it works in college. You know, you self-report, you know, so uh, you got that. But how about that, Brad? That's a... Boy, 200 infractions. I think the main one, uh, you know, Coach, I think Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt was a former coach, and I think he paid um, uh, 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 some money to families or, or parents, I think, and then maybe maybe pocketed some and benefited some some other things. So that, that I think, was the major one. Uh, but, you know, there's 199 other things they, they found. So I think that was the... Uh, one of the big ones, you know, Josh Heupel, uh, you know, pretty good season last year. Uh, new coach. Yeah, what, 11 wins? Yeah, 11, 11 wins uh, last year. But, yeah, that's the deal. I, I'm tongue-in-cheek about being grandfathered in on, you know, as the landscape of the NCAA changes. Uh, do you go back to before when there wasn't NIL and, and all of these things that go on in college sports that levy death penalties against schools? You know, where now – Maybe some of the infractions that took place before there were these, you know, n- new areas of, of, of financial gain for student athletes. You know, you go back and go, well, maybe it wasn't as egregious. Maybe we should go back and reinstate. So I kind of hypothetically saying, should can you be grandfathered in and go back and change, you know, death penalty? <laughs> Obviously you can't. But I don't know. Tennessee is. Uh, Boy, how gray is that line now? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, How do you know what you can cross and what you can't? Yeah, there's no question. North Dakota, University of North Dakota, did you see this story? They are finding a, a, a unique way yes. to uh, to credit um, from a uh, uh, academic and athletic uh, area uh, uh, with uh, with dollars. So and I wonder if this is going to catch on a little bit on uh, 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 various – uh, college is doing that, Brad, and and we'll get more on that. But it's a it's a way to, and I, I think I commend UND for doing that uh, with using finances and ability for academic uh, help. But it will, we'll, and you know, in fact, we should get to Bill on uh, Chaves next uh, week to to chat about that, Brad. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a great idea. Maybe get a little little uh, summer update here before. Uh... Before things really get into high gear. Boy, my goodness, you're with Easton Stick this week. Uh, yeah. I can't even believe the college football season is uh, it is winding down. It's it's winding up. It's amping up. Uh, camps coming in. All good stuff. We got a busy day on the docket today. Uh, uh, again, Corey Provost coming up around the corner. The Twins uh, baseball off for a few days. And did you miss it? Are you anticipate? What are you anticipating in the second half? Or are we truly in uh, that 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 dog days of summer? where now it's just play the games out and let's get to October and, and see where the – do you want to hit the fast-forward button or is the play button still good for the Minnesota Twins? Do you want to do you want to hit that – you know that 10-second thing on videos you could just go ahead 10 yeah, so you yeah. go 10 and 10, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do that with the Twins or are you are curious about the play button and just let it play and see what happens? We'll do that and more. It's a Friday edition. Uh, Jack Michaels, Brett Anderson, Cotton Candy, Elephant Ears, Funnel Cakes – uh, Shine Down tickets, a pair available to you. Just text Shine to 35270 and we'll draw for a winner today after the uh, the program. Stick around. Jack Michael's show on Friday on 740 The Fan. In case you're driving at night or the middle of the night, uh, uh, public service announcement from Jack uh, watch out for deer. 
Here's the thing on last night. I was driving back, and uh, and Manny Boscan and his wife were driving behind me, so we were kind of piggybacking on the way back from, from Lincoln, and it's, you know, it's the middle of the night. You know, you stop. First of all, you got to find out which stations are open at 3 in the morning. It's amazing how many aren't now. That uh, well, you, I think it's fewer and fewer. Probably COVID did a lot with that. Just have you ever noticed that you can't just, and, before, Brad? You you you, know, you and I could pull into a town and and you know a fairly decent sized town and mm-hmm. and hit a you know something's going to be open. Right, going to be someplace open. Now you now you have to kind of you got to have to kind of you got to plan. Yeah, you have to kind of <laughs> plan out uh, and uh, your, your your stops. The old uh, the old adage. Uh, so somewhere in South Dakota, boy, and I saw it too, but it was on the last. Uh, and I don't know why deer do this. The um, I don't know why animals. I guess maybe we build a road on their on their home, so right. maybe that's why. You're rutting on their territory, yeah, their turf. Uh, but boy, I saw it. Manny was to my back left, and his wife, and I'm in front, and and it's it's I don't know four fifteen in the morning, whatever it was, and I saw that thing coming out of the corner of my eye, and went over the the southbound lane, and. Whew, Jumped right in. I mean, Ooh. it's the kind where you see in the tail and your right front headlight mm-hmm. in dark and going, oh, just missed that. But then, as, as we know in the upper Midwest, when you see one, got to be some more out there. Yep. So I did, but I didn't see many more. But so thank goodness for that. I, I recall seeing one a few years ago in the cities. I think we were coming, we were going back to the hotel from a Twins game. We were out on 394, so just west of, directly west of Minneapolis. Right. And saw one on. I was turning on and going onto the off ramp and saw one in a you know major metro area. Metro area. And I have a friend of mine who lives in Golden Valley, and he his neighborhood always he refers to it as Golden Valley Animal Plan. And he says we have all kinds of there's we run into deer and he says there's all kinds of critters in our neighborhood. Wow. And I, and I go really in a major. There's this kind of a more established neighborhood, so there's kind of a wooded area and such. But yeah, it's just, but it's still odd to. It is, yeah, it's strange. Yeah, you'll see deer in town, <laughs> like in Fargo. Oh yeah, it, right. I mean, just like in a residential, Fifty Second right? Avenue, or kind of out in that, uh, kind of the south of Ninety Four in West Fargo, kind of Thirty Second and Cheyenne in that area. I've I've seen deer. I've seen. I ran over a skunk there one time. Oh, that uh, can't yeah. be good. <laughs> that was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that that took the uh, that took the uh, ultra car wash to to uh, get rid of that stuff. That'll be on you for uh, for a while. Yep. Uh, good to have you on. You can text Shine to three five two seven zero Shine down uh, in concert tonight at the Red River Valley Fair. So we got a pair of tickets that uh, we'll be releasing today. And just to ask that uh, that obviously uh, you be able to pick those up in a in the next few hours here at our studios in South Fargo at ten twenty. South 25th Street. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, we talk about this time, and here we are in mid-July, and, and and then, you know, July is one of those months. Yes, it features all-star activities and fairs and all of this. Legion programs are, are well deep into their seasons. They're vying for, you know, chances to go to, you know, regionals and all of this stuff, uh, Brad. Uh, but from the NBA standpoint, from the NFL standpoint, uh, you, you know, college athletics, uh, football, and whatnot standpoint, you know, this is the final leap. This is it. And then August, everything just gets tweaked up. And so I'm, I'm curious what, what uh, folks are more thrilled about uh, coming up. College football is such a juggernaut that, uh, that that'll amp up quickly. Uh, 
but I am, for one, excited a little bit about the the back half of MLB season. I hope it doesn't fade out as sometimes when the NFL starts amping up. It really can put a big, fat foot on top of Major League Baseball because the story's in here. And I haven't checked what a rise is uh, hitting here at the All-Star break, but it's probably net 380 range. I, you know, he had that 5-for-5 five five game that, that shot him up back to 400 a while back uh, when he had dipped down to about 387. But, you know, that's still a story. The Reds are still a story. Atlanta certainly is a story. Whether you like it or not, who wins the AL Central <laughs> is a story. Is, is a, if yeah. not a story, it's certainly a, a question or someone mm-hmm. wants, someone's got to win it. You know, there are some stories. Who makes a run? The trade deadline is August 1st. You know, who's going to – who are the buyers? Who are the sellers? You know, Otani, until we get buy and I pass the trade one, deadline. That one's not getting enough pub. Right. You know, uh, there are still some stories there where I hope that baseball maybe doesn't, MLB doesn't get a, uh, you know, yep. s- stepped on. Rise is 383 right now, and I'm trying to think of when, you know, the one thing with the strike in 94, Tony Gwynn was like 394, I think mm-hmm. it was, when uh, when they halted. And I'm trying to think if we've really had anybody push 400 since then. I don't believe so. Um, I'm not old enough to remember Crew in 77. Right. Um, George Brett in 80, yep. like 390. Um yeah, I, I'm just curious if you know if he can keep that going. I mean, that's uh, you you really got to hit at a torrid pace for you know not just you can do it for a week or two. You got to do it for four, five, six weeks or longer. And for Luis, you know, uh, good for him. But will that if he drops down to three seventy three? Think about this: if he drops down, say he finishes three fifty or three sixty from a batting average standpoint. People are going to go. It's almost going to be a downer because he's flirted with 400 for uh, for a good half of the season, and then you're thinking, wait a minute, he's batting 350 in major league. You know that that's a that's an accomplishment. So I well in today's MLB, in today's MLB is just like <laughs> 350. Probably feels like 400. Oh my goodness! So uh, that, that so that's a, that's a story. I am telling you, and, and uh, certainly excited about uh, about the FCS season. Um, you know, South Dakota State uh, again a juggernaut. People in Lincoln they bring it up because they. You know they they love their college football there in Lincoln, sure. obviously. Yep. They uh, they're like, well, how's the FCS? Who's gonna who's gonna NDSU again? I went, well, certainly Bison will be extremely strong. I, I think UND Bubba has has added some pieces there. They got enough back to probably make a pretty good dent in a, in a yep. wave. Uh, you know their FBS game is Boise State. That's it's gonna be a quick test right out of the you know second like weekend. Yep. I said, but uh, people always, <laughs> at least the ones in Lincoln I'm talking to, they don't bring up South Dakota State. I'm thinking. Now the Jacks are they have become a little bit of a juggernaut. Oh, they're the. <laughs> you know, I said no, you got you can't sleep on Brookings yeah, now. They're at the king. They're at the top of the heap. Yeah, now. they're, they're the king a, of the hill. They're and, getting it, and it seems like they don't graduate anybody either. My goodness, these guys have been playing for so long that are so good. I am being a little facetious there, but you know they've uh, that is a good program. That is a is a really good program. So we'll. Uh, so I am uh, I'm anxiously going to that, which leads us to uh, uh, the did Northwestern. Uh, David Bryan. Fire, fire uh, their oh. baseball coach? Uh, yeah, there was some problems there as well. So th- um, this is, uh, yeah, because David's been named the interim coach yeah, for sure, on the football side. But I think Northwestern just fired their baseball coach yesterday. You know, and looking at, and I I was talking the other day, I think it was Tuesday when you were uh, you were gone, that uh, if, you wa- if you really wanted to read the stuff on the Daily, or the Daily Northwestern, which is the student paper, mm-hmm. which is the one that really broke the story and really did some pretty good reporting on that. And then I kind of stumbled across this. So yeah, oh, by the way, they fired their baseball coach. I, uh, you ever see the movie Hoffa? Uh, I 
to what we know, call him. It's it's a depiction, obviously, of Jimmy Hoffa and his disappearance, you know, and what shook down the union and all of that. But when he was made the uh, the head of the Teamsters Union, they're having the big rally, you know, right? And and uh, and again, Nicholson, just another part where Nicholson just nails, and uh, they change the guard, and uh, people are yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, and all the former, and then he turns the guy and goes, here's a list of people I need fired. You know, and the guys are cheering for him. And he kind of cleans house a little bit because it's a regime that that uh, that the way he wants it done. That now, I'm not sure if that's a direct relation to Northwestern, but you look at Northwestern, Brad, and obviously there there's been a meeting somewhere, uh, somehow, uh, with a group of people, with the president, whatever else, that kind of looked around and went, "This environment here, this hazing environment, you know, we gotta. There's enough smoke to to make this call. We're gonna." Oust Pat Fitzgerald, even though on the contrary of some people are going, look, he didn't know. So there's a lot of that going on. Then they, in a day, then a couple of days later, they have fired Jim Foster, their baseball coach at Northwestern. It almost feels, Brad, like we are going to just clean, 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 clean at, at Northwestern. Well, they went 10-40 and 40 last year. Okay. Uh, it was the most losses in program history. Uh, there have been reports, uh, some players on the team uh, calling uh, him abusive. Fifteen mm. players entered the transfer portal, and he'd only been there one year. He was hired in, in, in last season. No, been there one season, and then he he got enough of them to run away from the program. <sighs> wow! So let's uh, let's keep following that, I guess, on that for David Braun. That's a is is it a great spot or a tough spot? We were talking about that on Tuesday too. I mean, it, I mean, it, you really have nowhere to go but up. So I mean, if you can, uh, and for for David, I would say if it's if it turns into an turns into a nightmare, you know, at least you've gotten some exposure. It could move you on to if you want to be, you know, an assistant at a big time level. Sure. Maybe you want to go be an FCS coach because I really thought, you know, if if Matt Ants ever left, I thought he would have been he could have walked into that role easily. Right. Um. So I mean, there might be something there, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a you know, it's gonna be it's, it'd be very difficult for him, but it's, you know, it's a good test drive for him. And who knows? Like I said, the the expectations and they I imagine are. Probably, probably pretty low. So I mean, if you can get get something out of this and at least get something that's positive, that is might, a, might uh, look well off, uh, for him. Hopefully, uh, Coach Braun, you know they re, they retain him. You know he's going to obviously make a case and, and fight for his uh, his uh, chance to. But but you know you're right. It's it's oftentimes interims, you know, that are new to a program. I'm uh, not knowing the full relationship there. Uh, but David coming in clean with knowledge, a good resume, uh, an ability to to coach and lead young men. You know, do you make a case where where this is our guy, or does Northwestern, uh, you know, it's interim, and then David and all the other coaches on staff are gone, got a new regime coming in, and now he's searching for for another gig. And in July, mind you, it's not like this is you know, it's not like this is March. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's July. The season's begin next month for goodness sakes in college football so i hope that 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 he is the uh you know the interim stays give him an opportunity see what uh, rolls out and then go from there but you know that's a thought of that and you're right about the baseball coach i guess that was in the there had been some rumblings yep. leading up to it yeah so. i guess they had done an investigation different. even like last uh last fall and last winter on that what's so. the buyout on that one i wonder what did fitzgerald's was what 40 million still still owed that, that probably yeah, gonna I end up got an extension not too long ago. yeah it's probably gonna end up in a, in a in a court of law and i imagine the uh the uh the the baseball side of things too 
And I'm sure he's got a, a, a clause in there, unless you're maybe fired for cause. I don't know. But, uh, but boy, Northwestern is just absolutely uh, shaking things up. Uh, the text number at 35270. We're coming from our Gunderson Jewelers studio here in 740 The Fan. It is a, a large weekend. The Tom Hoagie's in action this weekend in golf. Pulling for Tom, I was, I was following his, and he was uh, plus one. Uh, for a while, and then then finished, I think, strong. So I don't know where the cut is on top. Is that the Scottish one? He's There's a couple of different ones yes, going on. Yes, the Genesis Scottish Open. Yeah, Hoagies. Boy, he's five under. Boy, he is making, yes, there he is. He is making a here. move, Brad. Yeah, four under. Round, yeah, four under so far. Yeah, five, because he, he finished one under. 66. Wow, forget about is he going to make the cut? He's a uh, he's in good shape here. Top twenty five here. Yeah, he's going to we'll, uh, come away with a, with a check this weekend. Uh, the uh, the golf show coming up tomorrow. We got Red Hawks tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Then the um, uh, All Star break for for the American Association, and then the second half, and that that will uh, that will absolutely fly by. So that's uh, that's coming up this weekend on the Legion baseball front uh those and you mentioned the central you all the everybody's gearing up August mm-hmm. is a big month Brad but on the Legion baseball front we're in the thick of it here locally correct yep, uh yeah because we basically have uh, the uh, at least North Dakota wise uh, class B will start there uh in a district tournaments this uh, this coming week uh class A has their regionals I know the East regional is in Castleton so they're finishing up uh, trying to get everything done here by this weekend so they can uh, set things up. Uh, Wapiton is really fun to watch. They ran through the East region without a loss. That is a uh, that's a talented. I've seen them in person at the high school and the uh, Legion level. Boy, that's a talented group. They played a lot of baseball together for over the years, and uh, they've had a lot of success. And that's they've got to be the favorite, I think, in that class. So when we get to that, the uh, state will be in Kindred for that one. That's at the end of the month. Ooh. So that'll be kind of fun. That'll be close by. And then uh, you got the Double A. Uh, Post two's got I think what four more double headers they, they were supposed to play Jamestown last night at, at, at uh, oh. up at Jack and, and then, then that, the, the gully wash yep, game or whatever yep. so they're gonna play that next week but I think they they are in fact let me pull up those oh, that's that's right uh now. yeah we had uh, Post two's ten and zero so they've got four double headers left including West Fargo and Post four hundred next week nice be a busy week uh, Minot's ten and four uh, West Fargo's eight and four and I would not sleep on the Patriots they got a ton of pitching. Ton of pitch. That's right. They're strong. Where are my keybirds? Your keybirds are five and eleven. They wow. got they got swept by uh, four hundred last night out out at uh, at Offutt Stadium. Post four hundred a good run. They went uh, three and one. They went uh, split Minot uh, one at one two at Williston and I honestly should have slept. They 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 handed one away in the first game in Minot on Wednesday. So uh, it's going to be a wide open race. There's a lot of teams kind of stuck in the middle there. Mandan's not bad. Jamestown's not bad. And we've seen the last couple of years in that tournament, you know, Pulse 400 had that big run two years ago. Yes. They got them all the way to Shelby, and Jamestown had a heck of a run last year. So did Mandan, but Jamestown was, was uh, they were about a six or a seven seed and got hot in that tournament and ended up runner-up. So there there might be one that we're not talking about that uh, could make that uh, make that run in Dickinson here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, good stuff on that report. Of course, Brad, that's, Brad's got that at his, just on his beck and call. That's how quick Brad Anderson is, by the way. Do you, you see what Brad just did? You know how many people can actually do what Brad just did? Right there, he was just rolling through that extremely well. Talented. I'll tell you another reason why I like Lincoln. Yep. Uh, and then we'll break in here from Corey Provost coming up uh, in the press box there at, at at Haymarket Park. 
And they got the best air conditioners ever right there. But anyway, I'm back there, and it's 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 they've only a handful of, of framed posters of Cornhusker athletes. And Darren Erstead sits right there, right when you walk in. Good. That, yeah. He is, Excellent. I, I always walk in. I almost want to touch it. Like, there you go, D. How you that's, doing, That's Darren? our guy. Yeah. That's, it's like, and, and when you're the broadcaster from a North Dakota town, it's almost like instant credibility. <laughs> it's like you walk in, yep. and it's like, oh, oh that's Darren Erstead. That's, from that's, North, that's our guy. Uh, they still got Darren sitting there, and I'm like, you bet they do. That, that'll never come down over there. Uh, that, that's good stuff. It is a Friday edition. Uh, again, uh, your chance at a pair of uh, Shinedown tickets for tonight's show. You can text Shine to 35270. That's 35270. Text Shine there, and we'll uh, we'll draw a winner coming up here shortly and inform you so you can swing by and pick them up because the show is tonight and the doors close here uh, late aft. So you're going to have to get in. Uh, we'll come back. Corey Provost, where is Corey? How are the Twins going to do against Oak Cliff? What about Seattle, the second half? Will they make any moves? Who knows? We'll find out next. Twins Talk uh, Baseball This Week with Corey Provost and Brad Anderson next on the Jack Michael Show at 740 The Fan. Twelve forty-two on a Friday edition of the Jack Michael Show with Brad Anderson. Hope you have a, a, a good weekend plan, nice safe weekend. As Brad and I chatted about earlier, lots of activities going on. And uh, after uh, post All Star break in Major League Baseball, the Twins uh, about to embark on a little West Coast swing. Probably a lot of sushi going to be eaten in the next uh, couple of days. Certainly next week. And Brad, each week we have uh, baseball this week with Corey Provis. Brought to you by Dean's Bulk Service. A big shout out to the Barnesville Sea Store, Brad. Yeah, and uh, Corey is uh, taking a little time uh, time off here this weekend. We'll rejoin the team in uh, in Seattle. But uh, what was a, a frustrating weekend to end the first half. If there's a word that uh, that could describe what happened last weekend against the O's at Target Field, Corey, what would it be? Yeah, I, I said the word embarrassing on Sunday, and I don't I don't throw that around too often. And I thought that was fair. Just, um, I mean, just just were completely, you know, just clobbered all weekend. I mean, competitive game on Friday and then, you know, some lopsided games the rest of the way. And then, uh, yeah, getting just, you know, pummeled on, on Sunday and the way that it happened, just, it was home runs. It was poor execution. It was wild pitches. It was just a sloppy, sloppy way to end the first half. And so now the second half begins here tonight. You know, the, the twins have the easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way of any team. I mean, they have, they have a very favorable schedule based on future opponent winning percentage. So based on that, you know, the twins have a path to win this division. They're only a half game back. They still have some games left with Cleveland. They have some games left with the White Sox, but they only have three left with the Royals. And they have six left with the A's, and three of those begin here tonight. Now, Oakland's going to, you know, they're playing, you know, they're playing, you know, with, with nothing to lose here. Uh, so, you know, they're going to bring up some young guys. They're going to just kind of showcase some of their future, and we'll see if the Twins offense. And that's really been it, Brad. I mean, that that's why the Twins are where they're at. It's the, it, it's simply because that the guys that, that need to post, the guys that need to perform offensively, just have not done it. And kind of the uh, response, I think, uh, is – I don't know if they need to add a bat. Maybe there might be an arm of the bullpen that might be out there. It's it, the pieces are there. It's they just have to. And it's quite frankly, they've got to be a lot better. They've just got to perform. I mean, if just if Correa and Buckton just performed at at what everybody projected, the Twins would be you know ten games over and probably have you know a, an eight game lead in this division. It's just 
you know, I, I think it's pretty fair. I mean, I'm not one to point the finger at one area, but you can't you can't fault the pitching. The pitching has been incredible. And the bullpen, the back end the bullpen has been very good. It just comes down to the fact that the guys that need to put up numbers haven't done it. And this team will not win this division unless that changes here. Now, there's plenty of time for these things to turn around, um, but it has to start soon. It has to start tonight when you're when you're taking out weaker teams. I mentioned the Twins have some easy games the rest of the way, but they also have some challenging ones. They got to play the Rangers seven times. They got to play the Mariners seven times. Um, so there's going to be some some tougher games that are coming up here. But you've got to win the games you're supposed to win, and the Twins have done that against Kansas City. They're nine and one against the Royals. They'll get their first taste of the A's here tonight to begin the second half. You know that Oakland franchise. You know, I in some ways over the years have kind of been intertwined with the Twins. You go back to the late '80s, early '90s with that rivalry in the AL West. They met a couple of times in the 2000s in the postseason. Just kind of sad to see what that franchise and that the whole situation around it has really turned into. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking because the, the Coliseum is is a disaster. I mean, no, that's not breaking news, but. What's great about going out there, the passion that the fans have for that team and when their team is relevant, when ownership even tries to put a, a winning team out there, then they show up, and they show up passionately. That's a loud, tough place to win as a visiting team, and the fans are the reason because they're, they love their A's, they love their history, they, they tailgate, they get rowdy in right field. It's really fun when the A's are good. And I don't blame the fans one bit for not showing up because ownership has pretty much given them, you know, the pink slip here for a while. So why would why would they even spend any money or spend any of their time to come out and support a team where where the where the owner of the team just does not even care? And that's that's sad. It's it's sad what's happened to that franchise and yeah, they're they're gonna leave Oakland. It seems like Vegas is gonna happen. When that happens, who knows? Uh, but, uh, you know, I, it's really sad because that, that, that's a great piece of baseball history that will just be forgotten. Um, yeah, I don't want to say that because I think that A's fans will always hold on to their team, but it's just it's sad that they won't add any more chapter, chapters to what's been a pretty proud franchise with, with some historically great players, some world champions, and sadly it's, it's coming to an end. Very, very well said. Brent Rucker was a guy that didn't get, well, he had some chances, maybe didn't get, uh, you know, as many maybe as expected or maybe some fans would have liked, but uh, that's been, he's flourished out in Oakland and then really, especially early in the year, but uh, he was their lone all-star. This is why I don't fault the Twins on this one. I mean, they Mm -hmm. tried him out. He just, you know, he's hurt. Then he he couldn't play the outfield very well. Uh, They had other guys that just were, were better than him. The team that has to be kicking themselves are the Kansas City Royals. I mean, Kansas City had this guy. And what what do they let him go for? I mean, for nothing. I mean, to if they think they have their outfield figured out for the next five to ten years, then God bless them because that that that's not it. They have Kansas City has some good infielders. I like Michael Massey. I love Bobby Wood Jr. I think Nick Prado is going to be a player. Uh, we'll see on Michael Garcia. But that outfield is in flux, and I, I can't. They just gave up on Brent Rooker, and that that to me probably hurts them more than it does the Twins. Brent is a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's a fascinating guy to talk to, very candid, very honest. He does think analytically. Um, so if you're not one that buys into analytics in baseball, you probably won't want to talk much shop about the game with Rooker because he drives his games, his, his swing, and his performance around analytics. And so he's a big proponent of that. He has been since his days at Mississippi State when some of this technology that is so common 
in big league ball, it was common in the SEC when he was playing as an amateur. Um, so I'm very happy for him and uh, a well-earned all-star nod for Rooker in the first half that he, that he, uh, that he had. The hitting woes have been uh, well documented, and what the pitching staff has done, especially the starting rotation, has been good. What do you like and not like about this team in the field, Corey? I, I like the outfield defense. I love the the shortstop defensively. Um, I think those are strengths. I think the Twins, you know, they they've struggled at second. You know, Eddie Julian, he's he's learning here. I think we're seeing that. Love the bat, but that gets back to the Buxton logging up just the the DH spot every single day. You just you know, Julian's got to play second base when there are days when, yeah, I just like to have his bat in the lineup and let, you know, Willie Castro or Kyle Farmer, somebody else play second base. Um, so I just think defensively it's been it's been a little shaky, but Correa's, Correa's awesome to watch it short. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy, you really see his value, and you take the shift away and the range, the arm strength, all that, he's got it. He checks every single box defensively at short. So he's he's a thrill to watch there. I like seeing Kirilov play first base. I think he's getting better and better every single day. But they're weak right now at second and they're weak at third. And those are those are some obvious, you know, glaring holes that they have defensively for the uh for the time being. You know, catching wise, uh, between Jeffers and Vasquez, Vasquez has uh struggled at the plate, but do you think as far as calling games defensively, is that a pretty good duo? Yeah, I think that group, I think Vasquez has underperformed. I mean, he's posting like a sub-60 OPS plus, so he's about 40% below league average offensively, and that's not what the Twins signed up for. Um, I think he'll be the first to tell you that he's got to do more offensively. Just one home run out of him, 17 RBI. He's striking out a ton. The book on him is two strikes, go up, go high fastball. He can't, he can't lay off that high fastball, I mean, just with two strikes. So I think that's the book on him. Ryan Jeffers has done fine. I mean, Ryan Jeffers is second on this twin team among position players in war. The fact that Willie Castro is leading the position players in war is not a good thing. That was not the plan for Willie to be leading the twins in that category among position players. So that kind of speaks volumes to why the twins are where they're at, is they just have gotten too many you know, performances from guys that have just needed a post, and that, that hasn't happened. So... I think catching Jeffers has outplayed Vasquez. I think that's why, if you go back to, to mid-June, maybe early June, Jeffers was playing a little bit more. I mean, when the season began, it was it was Vasquez four out of seven, maybe five out of seven. Well, lately it seems like it was more Jeffers playing, you know, four out of seven than Vasquez would get in there uh, almost behind Jeffers, you know, in certain series. Seattle's an interesting story. That'll be the back end of this West Coast trip. And in some ways, they kind of mirror the Twins. Uh, this, was a, this was a playoff team, a young and promising team that just has been inconsistent. And they play in a much tougher division. You know, they play in a very tough division um, with Texas you know, getting better and Houston, the defending champs. And, of course, you have the Angels. I mean, you have good teams. You have you know, really good teams out there. So I think that's that that's a part of their, their, their struggles. They play in just a tougher division. Um, but yeah, they've got some young talent. They were, they were a great story last year, you know, getting into the playoffs for the first time in more than two decades. That's how long their playoff drought had gone. So that was, that was great. And uh, it's a, it's a great town. It's a great baseball town. I always like going there and I'll be there Monday night to, to catch up with the team for the start of that four game series. But Julio Rodriguez to see him play in center, to see him play every single day, uh, he's worth the price of admission. So, yeah, Seattle's going to be tough. The Twins are going to see some of their better arms, too, in that series. You know, they're the second series out of the break. So they'll, they'll have their hands full starting next week. 
in the Central, is it uh, is it a two-team race? Is it uh, is it Cleveland and the Twins? Uh, I just haven't seen enough out of the Tigers, and uh, I think the White Sox could be more sellers than buyers here at the deadline. What do you think? I agree with that for now. Um, but, you know, these next 10 games, I think, will decide what the Tigers do with Eduardo Rodriguez. I think he's got an opt-out after the year, and I, I think he's going to opt-out anyway. So I, I, I think the Tigers have to trade him. Um, I think they will trade him. And then I think that will be game, set, match on them um, when they take out their, their, their best pitcher. Um, so I think that's fair. I think the White Sox, yeah, I think they're trading Giolito. I think they're going to trade Tim Anderson. You know, maybe Lance Lynn, maybe Yohan Moncada. You know, I, I think it would take an overwhelming package to trade Dylan Cease, who's under team control for a couple of more years. But the White Sox have one of the worst farm systems in baseball. That's why the last couple of years they've not been able to add much to their team at the trade deadline. They had no prospect capital. So the farm system, is it improving? Yes. But their best, I think, prospect right now is at, like, is in A ball or, you know, high A. I mean, so it's it's not a deep farm system. So they have to kind of probably get aggressive and, and ship off some of their proven veterans to restock what's been what's been a poor farm system in recent years. With the uh, with the bullpen, sounds like Brock Stewart's close to a uh, close to a return. Could there be a move, or does it depend on Stewart and Theobar whether the Twins maybe uh, maybe add an arm at the deadline? I think the company line will be you know getting Stewart and Theobar back is just as good as making a trade. I don't always buy that line. Um, I think it's a good GM line to kind of you know kind of make you feel good a little bit, but. I think they I think they'll look for bullpen help. I think they'll look for starting pitching help, but like everybody else. I mean, they're not the only team that's going to be looking for those two areas at the deadline. But I think the Twins have to think about a right-handed hitting outfielder. I think they have to think about a third baseman until Royce comes back. I, I think those are errors they have to ponder. Um, as they've seen this offense sputter, they just can't dismiss the idea of adding somebody impactful, you know, from the right side. So I think a right-handed hitting outfielder I think that, to me, is probably higher on their list right now than a third baseman. But I think, yeah, starting pitching, bullpen, and then that right-handed bat, those, those to me, would be the Twins' top needs. Would, uh, would somebody like Dallas Keuchel, um, just to maybe just add maybe a, a spot starter, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that would really move the needle a lot, but is that, uh, is that a viable option? He's, I'm sure he's got an opt-out at some point. No. I'm sure that part of the deal he signed, Brad, is that he has to be up by the, with the Twins mm-hmm. at some point. If not, then he's, he's, he's free to sign with another team. What that, when that date is, I can't tell you, but I, you know, they seem to like what, what they're seeing down there at St. Paul. He's walking a few more uh, than I think uh, people would like to see, but he's throwing about 89, maybe 90. Uh, he went to driveline yep. to kind of try to find some more velo here. Uh, it's been a popular place for pitchers to go. But I, I think at some point we'll see him. Yes, I think that Dallas Keuchel is going to be up and, and make a spot start with the Twins and maybe get two or three uh, before they make a decision based on that. Corey Provost, radio voice of the Twins. Enjoy your uh, enjoy the rest of your time off, and uh, we'll uh, hear you on the radio coming up uh, next week. But uh, appreciate the time as always. Thanks, Brad. All good, right, Corey Provost. Good stuff right there. A lot wow. of uh, information on that. Uh, Corey not high in the White Sox farm system, but he's right. You know, and when you don't have a, a built-up mm-hmm. system because all those pieces are leverage, yep. you know, that in this time of year, and that's that's kind of it's uh, not easy. We all probably played uh, GM in your fantasy football league before baseball, but a little tougher when you're dealing with opt-out contracts. Who owns the leverage? The yeah. player, the, the the team, and uh, yeah, the White Sox not in a great situation. Yeah, they will be in a uh, well, they'll be in. A, I'd say a bidding war for Giolito, but I would say uh, that's uh, that's a carrot you can dangle. There's no doubt. The Genesis Scottish Open. I, I didn't you may die. Oh, was that? 
That was William Wallace. He was. Uh, oh, yeah. That was yeah. A, that that a decent right. reference right there. Sure. Tom Hoagie is trying to bring Longshanks down. He's five under, and, you know, he's, he's, he's thrown a couple of good rounds together. Good to see that. Five off the leader. Uh, Jeff Kolpak will tell you all about more of that. A great golf show. And Jeff's back from Pebble. Great to see him. He's got sun on his face. Maybe. Did you get some sun, Jeff, uh, in, out there? Uh, not a lot of sun. Oh, yeah, Beach. it was 57 degrees. <laughs> I, I was rather cold, actually, right. most that's of the time. But right. thanks for asking. You weren't hanging in San Luis. That's right. That's exactly it. Golf show tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Corey Probus and Eden's Bulk Service bringing you that piece every Friday. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Red Hawks tonight against Sioux City. Margo, back in town uh, from Red Hawks. Common Man is coming up next on 740 The Fan, KNFL.